Something I really recommend is if you have an iPhone, switching your Siri to the British version because it's pretty amazing. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip across the globe for a soccer update from all over the world. My name is Alex Herman, and I'm joined, as always, by Brady Olson and Dave Kolichkowski. Boys, how are we doing this fine, fine Monday? Doing great. Ready for a fight. Yes. Fight. Wow. Ooh. Fight everybody. Good. I'm feeling well-rested Nice. back from my trip. So, yeah, let's fight. I'm down for it. Let's do it. Pick a time and place. Before we fight, (laughs) thank you, Ian. Thank you, Jaden. Ian, for working behind the glass, tinkering with the boards, making our podcast the fine audio product that it is. Jen, thanks for helping us run our social medias. Brad, I know you love to fight. And a big fight happened today in the soccer yes, world. Not was today. A, no, it when, was, uh, when did this that weekend? Happen? This weekend, yeah. there was a nice little brawl in France versus Marseille. Uh, it ooh. wouldn't have escalated if Dimitri didn't pay it any mind. That's a pie at nice. so I kind of nailed it. That, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. I have this pulled up. So, what happened? Basically, there are the Nice Ultras are world-renowned. They're pretty intense in their fandom, and they were chucking bottles down onto the field, and Ooh. one hit Payet. It was happening all game, and one hit him in the head when he was going to grab the ball and take a corner, and normally the player would just kind of move towards the middle of the field, and it would kind of, you know, the refs should run oh over. God. But instead, Payet gets pissed and chucks the bottle back into the crowd, and that just escalates everything from there. And so now the ultras start swarming the field. The, yeah, the, this is lining. Yeah. I am just, just for the people listening. I'm watching it live right now for the first time. It is lining up perfectly with like the events of what's happening are perfectly aligned with your timeline that you're saying mm-hmm. them in. When you said people are swarming the fields, yeah, they're tearing down the fence. One of the wow. guards like gets a clean knockout on somebody uh, in the middle nice. of the field. <laughs> it's pretty intense. <sighs> And then wow. like the coaches are going insane too, which normally doesn't happen. So just, it was a, it was a big one. Wow. <laughs> Wanted to touch on it and it's a little bit funny and I like being punny. My Nailed goodness. It, uh, yeah. Just so we don't dwell too long on it. There also is a surprise gift for Herman, which I made mm. sure that he did not open until now for you live on the podcast. So Herman, get that present out. Yeah, I don't. I don't love attention and I don't mm-hmm. love opening gifts in front of people. So this is <laughs> just just very difficult. You. Yeah. Um, listen intently, listeners. <laughs> in this inconspicuous bag. Uh, <laughs> my thought is it's got to either be a legitimate celebratory Chelsea thing or it's going to be something that poops all over Chelsea. So drum roll. He's struggling here. 
Oh, my goodness. It is a nice. new Chelsea jersey. It Damn. is a Pulisic yes. jersey. Very and nice. No, I did not buy that. That is from okay. Morgan, my lovely girlfriend. Uh, she's wow. just excited to have another Premier League fan uh, around. All right. And so she, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I thought it was disgusting and that you shouldn't get it. But that Morgan made sure that uh, that's very you nice. Yourself a jersey. That's Morgan doing very the dirty nice. work for us. <laughs> yeah. I very wanted, nice. I was looking at buying myself a Pulisic jersey anyway. So she nailed that one. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, thank you, Morgan. And I will thank you in person later. <laughs> or nice. earlier, since this won't be out until Thursday. How about that? Ah, uh, who knows? Uh-huh. Time is a construct. It's not real. <laughs> All right. Moving things to Chicago. The lovely ladies, the Red Stars, this week played racing Louisville, came away with a 1-1 draw against wow. a team that uh, very beatable, second to last in the table right now. Ultimately, disappointing draw, I would say. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah it was. So we're not going to dwell on that too long. Should have beat him. Didn't. 1-1 one, one draw. Long time. Coming ago. up next, let's take a look at Kansas City, who the Red Stars will be playing August 28th at 7 p.m. Things to watch for there, Brad. The Red Stars have fallen to seventh in the league, so they've kind of gone a little, a little losing streak here, but, well, tie, but not grabbing full points. Kansas City, though, are dead last in the league and have a negative 17 goal differential. Uh, basically Red Stars should put them in their place. Let's get a W. That would be fantastic. One of the interesting things about Kansas is they attempt the most launches per game, which is basically what you'd consider a hopeful pass. But the concept is you give someone a launch when they're sending the forward into space, blah, blah, blah from there. So they like Mm -hmm. to go just right at your goal. The Red Stars need to be aware of that, but should deal with it rather handily. And maybe this is a get right game. Maybe. Hopefully, yes. Need to see them boost up their numbers since we are approaching. How close are we to the end of the season here? If they want to get in playoff contention, they got to hop on it pretty quick. It start, it, we're in the business end. We're starting to get closer to the, to the end. So need to keep winning. The business end. Yes. Good. Hopefully, Ertz will be back soon, too. Mm-hmm. Still, she has still is still been she... absent. So. I think it's just fatigue, you know, coming off that MCL injury and stuff. So they've been kind of letting her. Did she have an injury during the Olympics or right after it? It Right right before. before. Right before. Oh, but she played because it's the Olympics, but you wouldn't play for your, got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yes. Hope to have her back quickly. I'm sure that'll give us a much needed spark. So moving over to the boys, the big men. The fire of Chicago. This week, they played twice. Yes, that sound is appropriate. (laughs) Sigh. Ugh. Ugh. All appropriate here. First game of the week, uh, midweek game, was versus Inter-Miami. That was a 2-3 to loss. Uh, We'll quickly go over this. Uh, The goals for the fire came from Calvo. Congratulations. He did something. And Luka Stojanovic. Goals for Miami came from Vasilev, Robinson, and Pizarro. 
both teams traded punches, uh, started off uh, with a score from Miami, fire answer right back right away. Um, both, both teams, again, had good goals, but it ended up being another last-minute heartbreaker for the fire. And damn is all I can really mm. say here. That sucks. And it, it seems sad. like it just happens to certain teams uh, more often. And it's one of those years for the fire, I think. It was Pizarro's first goal in the MLS. And what a yeah. time for it. He'd been underperforming <laughs> until then, which is what great. A joke. And I hate to say it. I mean, I do. But it was a bit unlucky for the fire. Shot right between Olmsberg's legs, perfectly into the corner. Just, oh, it felt bad. Yeah. So I, I just want to comment about that too. That was so stupid that we let that happen for Pizarro. Of course, yeah. we're the team that allows that to happen. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I couldn't believe it. And then uh, just wanted to bring up some Twitter activity to Brady. You were wrong about Calvo and his goal. He was the reason why the first one was given up in ah. the first place. Ah. Uh, so, as I said, uh-huh. net zero effects. So, it uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, and then Lukas Stojanovic is adding to his team leading goal tally, and he's mm-hmm. only seven goals off the pace for the Golden Boot race with Rui Diaz. So, you know, that's not going to happen. Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I love bringing up the Twitter beef here, Dave. Absolutely yeah, loving it. Bring it up. I didn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Good. The Fire this week also played Orlando City. Came away with another loss there. This one was very disappointing. Zero to one final score. Right. And I think this one we don't need to go through chronologically. We can tell the story through stats and takeaways, which and like our takeaways from those, which will be fun. Oh, I love that. Yes. Let's do it. Brad, take it away. You are the stats man. Stats man. Thanks. Uh, Basically, 0-2 to start a road trip. Not great. Uh 54 to 46 possession means that the fire had the majority of the ball despite playing away from home and despite playing the way that the fire do, which means that Orlando largely kept the ball in front of them. And Orlando is known this season, especially for their great defense. They've been very good and solid defensively. Orlando's forwards and wide midfielders denied easy passes into the midfield for the fire. And what have we seen when the fire is stopped with the easy passes into midfield? They like to launch it over the top, try and get Barrich to win a 50-50, something like that. Since they knew that, Orlando's center midfielders were very close to the forwards. And then they always had a defender, an extra defender, really, around both forwards to make sure that any aerial ball was most likely going to be won by Orlando. If the fire did win that ball, they created opportunities from that. Or if they did pass around the forwards, they created opportunities. They got 18 shots off. Not bad. Mm. Eight of them were blocked, which is basically Orlando's really good at defense. And they had bodies around to swarm around the shots. According to the expected goals value, the fire should have won this game. They had 1.3 expected goals to Orlando's 0.8. Because of the different amount of shots taken to get those different expected goal values, both teams equaled each other on per shot expected goals at 0.07. So neither team took great shots and created great opportunities that way. Both had 27% shooting accuracy, which is pretty low. So basically, between the two teams, we're kind of getting a stalemate, which means that this game is going to come down to critical moments. I picked out three of them. Good. The moments. 
<laughs> First moment is Vanderwater has a shot in the 11th minute, crazy bounce off the post. This was created through transition. Both teams wanted to play in transition. Uh, Vanderwater gets a cut inside of Calvo. I thought a little too easily. Yeah, gets a shot on. yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it comes off the inside of the post, which I thought this was going in. This is bouncing the opposite netting. Nope. It goes all the way across the line and out for a goal kick. It was nuts. <laughs> yep. Second moment. This one I got really excited for. Jumped up out of my seat. Was hoping it would happen. Ivanov, chance, 33rd minute. Did not come to fruition. It could be legacy defining or in this case, it was not. <sighs> Basically, yeah. Jimenez has a beauty of a pass out wide to Navarro. Uh, Ivanov lets Barrett take the near post run and is wide open in the middle of the box. Navarro sends it to him with a nice cutback cross. And you have to put this one in. You really do. He's supposed Bummer. to be our big signing. It just, yeah, it's, ugh, that's not good. Not a good look. And imagine what a catapult it would have been if he put that in. Do right. the fire go on to win the game? Do the, uh, uh, nope, can't go there. Too many what ifs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And basically, both of these moments could have just set the tone for this game. If Vandervater puts it in, this is an entirely different game. If Vivanov puts this one in, puts the fire right in the middle of the driving driver's seat. Last big moment in the game. Michelle, 51st minute. This is the only goal of the game. It's obviously for Orlando City. And this is coming off of a takeaway mm -hmm. for Orlando it leaves the fire completely exposed, puts in the easy goal. It's the fire shooting themselves in the foot. This one's totally Classic. on Pineda. Yeah, it's totally on Pineda for me. Uh, he beats Akindele with a, an aggressive touch forward, which is all fine and good, except Akindele is a effort player. He loves to, I mean, that's why he's been in this league for as long as he has. He is a good defensive forward, if, I, if you want me to put it that way. But basically, he never gives up on the play, sneaks up on Pineda's blind side, and then basically the goal's already happened from that point. Uh, Michelle's wide open at the top of the box and can just put it in. And Pineda has Tehran wide open, easy possession, and let's launch it forward like we normally do. There's just no need to lose the ball here. And then after this, Orlando don't create an expected goal opportunity after the 64th minute. They just were done trying and we're going to let the fire come at them and the fire tried, tried, tried and created opportunities, but just couldn't put one in. Disappointing. Do you think that was part of Orlando's plan when they scored that goal is to say, basically, we know the fire aren't going to be able to put another one in or basically if Orlando's playing a different team, do you think that strategy changes? I think... Orlando knew who they were, they were playing. They knew, sure. you know, the, the fire don't create a ton of opportunities against mm -hmm. a banked in defense. They like to do it in transition right. and right. Orlando know that their defense is very good and very good in a solid block too. So they were just going to let it happen and see if the fire could break from their norm. And I think, I think that makes sense because the fire have scored most of their goals on counter strikes. And if you don't give them the opportunity to counter, then they're not going to score, yeah. most likely. So it makes sense. Yep. Well done by Orlando, I have to say. Mm -hmm. Takeaways, it can't be anything good from this game. I mean, 
zero, seven losses, one tie away from home. Oh, yeah. That is the yeah. uh, worst in the conference. Yeah, I'd say, uh, uh, I'm you know, that. if you haven't put two and two together, we're not going to make the playoffs this year, guys. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the takeaway yeah. from from this beginning of the road trip. So No, playoffs are... Not going to sneak in. <laughs> playoffs are out of the picture. However, we can get a much-needed win next week against the New York Red Bulls. Uh, would be a big win since... We haven't been able to beat them this year so far. Right. We ended up tying them at home. We lost to them 2 nothing at their house. And they are 5-2-2 two, and two at home. They're pretty good. And because of their high energy style, it gets boosted by their home fans. Eesh. Yeah, we're just lulling them to sleep with these two losses. That's how I'm, yeah, okay. I'm looking at it. You okay. know? Just, that's what we were doing. <laughs> I hope that you are nope. correct, Dave. The fire have been good against scrambling teams, against the teams that press high and do crazy things. Philadelphia, both New York teams at home, they've done okay. But I'm I'm a little worried about this one away from home. I do not blame you for that at all. I too am also a little nervous. Hopefully the fire in their best form show up. We can come away with a W. Dave, do you bench Pineda? No, I probably wouldn't. Just keep on playing him. Why not? Okay. Right. You're not making is the that playoffs, what you're just... thinking? I don't know. Yeah. I was a pretty I mean, ridiculous. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I mean, if you do it, it'd only be t- like maybe a game, you know? I feel like you right. gotta just keep on playing them. Sit them down for a game. I just I that's my thought is we can't keep doing this. We can't keep playing players that are gonna shoot us in the in the foot. I've just seen. like they just it changes who it is week to week. Like how how yeah. can you do that? Because as soon as it's not Pineda, it's Calvo or and then Orange you have no team. cohesion. You're right. You're right. Almsburg. Right. You win this one. I don't Dave. know. <laughs> 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 I mean, only because I'm such a great pessimist, though. So. <laughs> like <laughs> Brady's taking blows to the head. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Moving over to EPL English it's Premier League. Back our Game of the week. Last week, we chose Chelsea versus Arsenal. Oh, man. So much hate watching. Yes. The entire... Well, okay. The entire world can be (laughs) thankful that Chelsea beat Arsenal 2-0, to except for Arsenal fans, but everyone else hates Arsenal. So, (laughs) you're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. Blizzard has COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Going to casually throw that one out there. A a fully vaccinated uh, Pulisic has COVID. um, And it didn't really matter for this game, though. No. And he's Captain America. He'll come back stronger than ever. More worried about the upcoming World Cup qualifiers and that than him and Chelsea. So, because that's like next week. No, two weeks from now. So, a little scary. We need him 100% for those, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Brad, please start our breakdown with the lineups for both teams. Uh, Arsenal played in a 4-2-3-1. I think they will play with that most most of the season. And then Chelsea play in their 3-4-3, the Tuchel uh, formation. Basically, this comes into our, we are going to continue to talk about this. Should Arsenal have changed to match Chelsea? I don't know. Uh, Arsenal 
are simply just not as good of a squad to me as this Chelsea squad who are, no. I mean, you look, you compare them to man city, which are, I mean, du- too deep in many positions. Chelsea's not far away from that. They're really, yeah. really good. Now that they got Lukaku. Yeah. yeah. Big mm-hmm. time. And then I kind of chuckled when I saw Arsenal's lineup. I was like, ah, <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to be brutal. <laughs> it was very young. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Shaka. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, but Arsenal actually got off to a better start here than Chelsea did. They looked like the better team for probably the first 10 to 15 minutes there, creating a lot, a lot of opportunities, taking the ball away from Chelsea, um, which I don't know, may have all been part of the plan uh, as the result turned out in Chelsea's favor, but um, was a little nervous watching initially. Arsenal came out with some good energy. Fans might have carried them as far as they could, though, mm-hmm. because in that 15th minute, Lukaku reminded the world Lukaku. who didn't really need reminding of who he is. Yeah, look who's back. Yes. <laughs> getting another party. Terrible. <laughs> His second debut with Chelsea, 15th minute, first goal of the game, putting Chelsea up one to nothing. Um <clears throat> A pass from Kovacic finds Reese James on the outside of the box, uh, who passes back into Lukaku, who's right in front of the goal, gives it a quick touch in. The whole this play really starts when Lukaku gets the ball at the top of the uh, top of the key, top of the box, yeah. and four defenders swarm in on him immediately, which of course they do. <laughs> he is he is <laughs> Lukaku, um, and. James, uh, Reese James is fast enough to get uh, outside of the box, move right past them, uh, and the defenders are not able to get back to him. So that gives him the clean look. Mm -hmm. And then Lukaku just brushes off his defender like a power back in the NFL. Just, nope, get off of me, please. Out of my way. Wide open in front of the goal. Bam. Oh my God, this goal is wonderful. Okay, we'll, we'll start with the bad defending. We'll start with the bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martinelli is the striker up top. They've got the three attacking-ish midfielders. Their whole role defensively is to stop the ball getting into Jorginho and Kovacic in the middle. Yeah, I just felt like this was a huge what the heck are you do in Arsenal <laughs> moment. Like the, all over the place. And yeah, you, you'll, I know you're going to cover this in more depth, but it's right. just... Wow. <laughs> uh, Zombie even comes in to help. So now we have four people trying to mark two people and they can't do that. And then Shaka is nowhere to be found. Yeah. Like what, yep. what is he even doing? And that's Where just are bad. you? <laughs> uh, so they don't do what they're supposed to do. Kovacic gets an easy completed pass with time. And now Mari is in a bad spot because he's being sealed off by Lukaku and then makes it worse by then not staying in front of Lukaku, which he's not as fast or as strong. No. You just got to stay in front of him somehow and just block his run. Yeah. And then Lukaku just, like you said, Herman just brushes him off completely. Like it was just, <laughs> it was not good. He, uh, yeah, you need to be stronger than that to play in the Premier League. So. Yeah. Okay. So the good parts, because this goal was awesome. Uh, Kovacic and, and Jorginho don't get in each other's way. Basically, Jorginho in this play is like, okay, I'm out. I'm going to take a marker with me. Kovacic, you do your thing. Kovacic wants to go forward this whole time. That's what he wants to do. He fakes backwards. 
totally throws off Martinelli. And then Lukaku's wide open because when you have a defender on your back and your Lukaku's size and strength, that's wide open in the Premier League. And then, you know, you got Kovacic following up. Mount is pinching inside, which creates a space for Reese James to get around. It's all based on the formation that Tuchel likes to play. And it's just, it's wonderful, wonderful stuff. I was going to say the price tag's already looking worth it. With the speed that and attacking talent that Chelsea has, like it, they're just so dangerous with a real striker. Like uh, Timo Werner just looked so bad this last year. Lukaku up there is going to be, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and I hate to say it, but you know, they are the team to fear right now. I know Man City is the one that's had the history, but I'm terrified of Chelsea. I'm loving it. This is this is excellent. <laughs> <I'm sure> you are. <laughs> so Lukaku's first goal back at Chelsea, Reese James gives him the assist. Then 20 minutes later, 35th minute, Reese James puts in a goal on his own. Nice run from Chelsea, Alonzo to Mount to James. First touch and bam, puts it in far post, upper corner. Again, Two nothing, Chelsea. Shaka, what are you doing here? Uh, just <laughs> has no idea of the danger around him. As a defensive midfielder, your job is make sure Lukaku doesn't get to the ball. And he's just nowhere to be found. The goal is created because Alonzo and Havertz do a really nice job of getting out of 3v2 and even a 4v2 at times. And once that happens, that's the goal already because Chelsea had been switching to uh, Arsenal's left, Chelsea's right all game. And the way that Mount gets close to the left back of Arsenal, then pinches inside, he has no idea what to do. Do I follow him? Do I stay with Reese James? This time he follows Mount inside. Reese James is wide open. Uh, Lukaku with one of those nice little dummies because Shaka is late to the play. It's really easy for him to make that decision. Yeah. It's just, it, this is both the formation working, Reese James being fast and smart, and Alonzo and Havertz doing a great job of getting out of a 3v2, 4v2 situation. And then five minutes later, in the 40th minute, we have an interesting moment here where Saka mm-hmm. gets inside Reese James. They come together. No foul is called, but every single Arsenal fan in the world mm. and in that stadium definitely thought it was a foul. Dave, did you think it was a foul? No, I didn't actually. I kind of felt like uh, James got there first and kind of established like, you know, claim to the ball and Saka kind of just slips his foot in there. If you kind of watch the replay, he, he just kind of sneaks his foot in there and then falls like on purpose. So I think they got it right. You know, VR didn't, one for the refs. So, yeah. I actually did think it was a pen, but the mm. ref is looking right down, right at it. He's in the best spot mm. on the field to make the decision. I'm cool with it. I also like the Premier League are not calling as many pens so far. Yes. I also yes, like that, that because they're a little OP. Uh, but and, I mean, it's not based on the shoulder. They definitely got shoulder to shoulder, so we're not calling yeah. a foul there. But I do think that Reese James got his leg in between Sakas and tripped him. Uh, but I, again, good with the no call there. I agree with Dave. Do you? Of course you do. <laughs> so, moving into the second half. Uh, Arsenal tries to press in the second half, but they do not execute that particularly well. Uh, essentially, Chelsea's defense pretty much shuts down Arsenal, except for a few good looks that they do have managed to break out, um, but they're not really able to put one in. Yeah, I just felt like a lot of Arsenal's looks here weren't very great. Like, uh, they just... 
I, they just didn't feel threatening to me. And this, with their movement, like anything that they did on purpose just kind of seemed worthless. Like it just seemed that their best chances were created kind of by luck and mm-hmm. random bounces. So, yeah, I thought Arsenal did look a little sloppy. And more than that, I think Chelsea just, yep, Chelsea took that driver's seat away from him at the 15 minute mark and never really gave it back. Yep. And Lukaku has a real chance for a second goal here. Uh, this easily could have been a three nil game, an amazing mm-hmm. save by Leno who deflects it up into the crossbar bounces down and out. And Lukaku, when he came up from shooting that had to ask if <laughs> the goalkeeper saved it because he thought yeah. for sure that was a goal and boy, was it close. Yeah. He's going to score so many goals for Chelsea's this year. <laughs> like he, he connected so well with that and even though he hit it kind of right at the keeper, like there was a pretty good chance that could have bounced off him and gone into, he hit that pretty convincingly. So I totally understand why he stood up and had to ask because yeah. strong say certain like, exactly. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. And not to take anything away from, uh, Leno, they're fantastic, fantastic save. So looking back at this one, this was a dominant showing from Chelsea. Or was it a weak showing from Arsenal? Little column A, little column B in my mind. Yes. It's early in the season. Some things are rusty. The fact that Chelsea came out and played that well um, speaks highly to them. Arsenal, young team. Uh, they definitely do not have the squad that Chelsea does. Um, they came out with that good high energy in the first 10, 15 minutes. Uh, could not stop Chelsea from scoring. I, say. I mean, are we starting like this year, like, we're going to start saying like Arsenal's not a top four team anymore, you know? Ooh, that. Clearly, Dave. Not a big, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about time, right? They're just not, yep. uh, they've been out of it for so long. We got to stop acting like they're a big club. So anyways, continue. <laughs> Shots have been fired, but I love it. Yeah. Um, harsh words from the commentators regarding Arsenal's defense, mentioning if you're going to press the other team, Press them towards your strength on the field. Do not run directly at them like Arsenal was doing in that game. So <laughs> hate what Arsenal did not play very well to the trained eye and the untrained eye as well. Right. Um, overall, not a great effort. The Lukaku signing, as Dave mentioned, it's already paying dividends. There was doubt. Was it going to happen? Oh, it happened. And it's already mm-hmm. paying off. Love it. He basically completes the entire Tuchel look. You can't leave him 1v1 in possession. He's both stronger and faster than most center backs. So as far as regular season, he's a monster. If you get too tight, he can seal you off, roll you, or keep possession easily. If you get too loose, he'll just drop into the midfield or just make deep runs. He's just a really solid, complete forward for, and especially for Tuchel, it's going to be a pretty easy pendant starter there. He's like having a premier power forward in the NBA play <laughs> in the in the uh, play center forward for your team. He's he taller, stronger. Yeah. yeah, he's just oh, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking However, of hate watching, <laughs> uh, yeah. I hate Jorginho's hair. I can't stand it. I he looks. <laughs> I, mo- part of the reason I hate it is because he looked so good in this game. He was a baller. He wants that Ballon d'Or. 
just, I mean, if he keeps playing like that, he's in a good for, uh, he's in for a good shout. If he wants to bleach his hair and be the Eminem of the Chelsea team, just let him do him. Lose yourself. All right. Enough about Chelsea. Although, boy, I could talk about that team Mm -hmm. for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Let's give Tottenham their fair share of the stage. They played the Wolves this week and Tottenham on a little bit of a run here. Another win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah one, one to zero. Not totally convincing considering it was a penalty kick mm-hmm. in the first half and we just kind of rode that out. But we did True. play pretty defensively again and played to counter, which maybe is his early season, Nuno, him being Nuno. Uh, perhaps that's his look at the team at first and then we go from there. I like it though. Uh, it was Hugo's 300th appearance. Good for Hugo. 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 Yeah. And then Ali was great in this one. I love him as that number eight, number 10 combo. I think it's his best position. He, he can be sneaky on the far post. And like he made this run, no one from the defense was really expecting it. And then the most important part, because the reason that he doesn't normally play that, he defended. He defended against City and he defended against Wolves. There were a couple big blocks where he's just throwing his body in front of the ball. That's not necessarily Deli Ali's, like what you think of him first and if it becomes that he becomes another level of a player very exciting stuff excellent um outside of this game any other news coming from tottenham no news is good news for kane right it was fun to see him play though and i know i told you this already but when i was watching that game i heard the he's one of our own chant starting before I knew because I was half paying attention before I knew that Kane was coming in and I was like wait why are they chanting that do they just want him in and then the camera showed him getting warmed up and ready to go in and I was like oh yes he's coming in so that was fun Mm -hmm. I mean this is quote unquote been part of the plan is he wanted some extra time over the summer I totally get that I don't totally believe it but (laughs) <laughs> Here he is coming in, getting some fitness, getting some minutes. He almost got himself a goal. Eh, you know, I, I don't. Maybe he plays on Thursday because to tie it in, we lost to Por- in yeah. Portugal in the conference. Thank you, Dave, for laughing at me. Uh, <laughs> Tottenham played a very, very young lineup, which is still no excuse. You should still beat Pacos Ferreira. Uh, so now we have to win at home. Maybe we'll see if Kane gets some midweek action. Um, when is this, what is it, transfer window close? End of August. So, okay. Yeah. So they got they got a week to make a move. Mm-hmm. My devil's advocate take there real quick, though, is that after watching Chelsea with Lukaku, City's going to make a bigger bid for Kane. So Whoa. I don't know. That's just me playing devil's advocate there. I, but we'll I see. You're almost there, Brady. You're almost If you can't done. beat him, join him. Hmm. Eight more days. We did beat him. <laughs> we did beat him. Okay, <laughs> yeah. stay. Yeah. So um, theoretically, if Kane does stay, what is the next transfer window that would get you nervous that he's going to leave? Ooh. Very soon. When does that start? I mean, 
the next transfer window is in the winter. It's in January. However, okay. I don't think he'll be sold then because if he's not sold now, typically transfers in the winter are incredibly expensive, let alone a Harry Kane type that yeah. just doesn't happen in the mid seasons. Yeah. So last theoretical question. If Kane does stay, do you think Tottenham has a downgraded, sad, angry Kane that plays? Or do you think you continue to have a Kane that really doesn't play very much? He comes in 10, 15 minutes here and there, or is he going to, or third option? I think he's one of our own. Is he, is he, yeah. Is he like, you know what, if I'm here, I'm going to play. I think he'll be a, a very good professional. I think he has been his whole career. Mm-hmm. I don't see yep. why that would change. Yeah. You know, I think he'll play as much as Nuno puts him out there, and I think he'll perform. I think that's what okay. he wants to do is score goals anyway. And I am hoping all of this as well. <laughs> yes. I think you put him out there with Son, and he'll be back to normal. He loves playing with that guy. So I mean, they're, so, yeah. Yeah. they're yeah. such a threat together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are. All right. Well, best wishes, Brad. I would like for him to stay with Tottenham. I think it would be fun. So, best of luck. Salute. Dave, Liverpool news. What is going on in quaint Liverpool? Uh, Easy 2-0 win against Burnley this weekend. Uh, Jota's scored again, so he scored the first two uh, games of the season. And uh, Mane opened his account, which is big. Oh, that is good. He was kind of slow last year and he looked really good. So um, we're just beating clubs. We should be at this point. Um, yep. Some takeaways like player wise, besides the goal scoring Samikas, uh, the guy who's been in for Andy Robertson has looked really good. And so once Andy Robertson's healthy again, I think that's going to be great competition. Hopefully they'll push each other to a level we haven't seen. Uh, and then a uh, young uh, player for Liverpool uh, Harvey Elliott got a start last game and he looked pretty solid as well. Uh, real quick to do like transfer market, like everybody's like hyping up things like, oh, Liverpool's going to make one more signing. They're not going to sign anybody. I'm convinced <laughs> like they're done, like it's kind of over. So I think that they have enough talent to, you know, make a nice run at the top four and make it deep into the Champions League and they're just not going to do anything. So you don't yep. think you're fighting That's Chelsea all. and City? Uh, I mean, I think they'll fight, but I think we'll probably fall off at the end. It's my guess. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. We're beating the t- the teams we should beat right now, and it's but it's only been two games. Like, mm. if we continue to do that against the bottom yeah. half and not let them score, like that's the promising side. Is the defense seems like they're back. We haven't let up a goal yet this season, I believe. Or no, did we let up one at the end? Mm-mm. Nope. Back check. Oh yeah, no. I checked. Yeah, I checked the table yeah, earlier so, today, and yep. yeah, so no goals allowed. So no, we'll see what we do against Chelsea. Allowed. Same with Tottenham too. Actually, all three of our teams have clean sheets to this point. Wow, good picks, boys. Ooh. Yes, <laughs> gotta love it. Speaking of picks, ooh, what did we pick for our game of the week next week? What we chose is an EPL matchup for the ages. Liverpool versus Chelsea. Dave versus Herman. Fisticuffs. A bloody brawl in the streets. Taking place August 28th at 11.30 a.m. 
M. Great game time, too. Yeah, it really is. I'm looking forward to this. Dave, you and I need to hang out later in the day together. So I just hope that, I hope it's not a beat down and we can be kind to each other later on. So Dave, I want to up the ante here a little bit since Liverpool is your team, Chelsea is mine. If Chelsea wins, the next time we go drinking, you buy me a beer. If Liverpool wins, the next time we go drinking, I buy you a beer. Yeah. And if you draw, you both buy me a beer. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That might actually be fun. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I do kind of like that. So, predictions. Oh, man. Ooh, speaking of predictions, let me just jump right in there because somebody was exactly correct last week. (laughs) Hooray, somebody finally did it. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations to Brady. The stats paid off. Wow. (laughs) It did it. All right. This game, Liverpool, Chelsea, Dave. Who you got? I bet I can tell you who you got, but uh, why don't you tell me? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a five-goal thriller. It's going to be an instant mm, classic on this one. Goal. Liverpool come away with the win, though. <laughs> They're at Anfield, so I think they will get amped up and they will pull it off. So, Fair. Mm. Fair. Is that a 4-1? Is that a 5-niller? 3-2. Okay, close. No, we're not doing 5 nil this week. <laughs> Back to that prediction next week. <laughs> Yeah, if you said five nil against Chelsea, I would be I'd be a little annoyed by that. But <laughs> I'd be a little annoyed. I <clears throat> you bring up a good point that it's at Anfield. Liverpool is a very good squad. They're playing well right now. I'm going two two draw. It's early in the season. Uh, people still knocking the rust off a little bit. However, later in the season, when all things are clicking for Chelsea, I think they take this one even if it is at Anfield. We'll see. We'll see. The I think it will be two to one Chelsea. Liverpool play in that four, three, three Chelsea will play in their three, four, three. I think it makes Chelsea a bit more flexible. Liverpool have to have the ball and have to dominate in the midfield. They're at home. They may do that. Chelsea doesn't necessarily need to do that. They can counter the heck out of you. I think that might happen, Dave. Two to one. Uh Uh-oh. Wrong. Dave says no. (laughs) Lukaku says, "Uh uh-huh, baby. (laughs) And Van Dyke says, nah, brah. Yeah, that's going to be a great matchup. (laughs) That's going to be awesome, isn't it? Yes. I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be excellent. Mm -hmm. It's going to be good. Other games that are happening coming up this week. Do not forget about the Red Stars versus Kansas City, August 28th at 7 p.m. And the fire. Against New York Red Bulls, August 28th at 5 p.m. Other games that are happening in the EPL, Man City versus Arsenal. I would say yeah. this isn't going to be interesting, but given the way Arsenal just played, like, wouldn't Man like City run over them? Thing. Yeah, I'm or starting to think that maybe. Man City, they might still be after their slow start, though. So this could be interesting. I don't know. I think it's happening. It's there. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. <laughs> August 28th, 6.30 a.m. Yeah, 6.30 a.m. is, it's early to hate watch, but I just might do it. You could watch I... soccer all day Saturday. That's the point. <laughs> you, <can. laughs> you can wake up and then you can watch soccer until about 9.30 at night. Great. So it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. 
All right, closing thoughts. Before I dive into the social medias where people can find us at, Brady, Dave, any final thoughts? Any things that you didn't get to put out of your mouth holes during the podcast? Nah. (laughs) Before we wrap up here, quick reminder. Hop on Instagram. Give us a follow. We can be found at Windy City Wingers, all one word on Instagram, posting updates, fun pictures, things from around the league, MLS and EPL. And on there, you can also find a link to our Patreon. What we are currently working on for our Patreon is building up things that we will provide to you should you choose to donate. More content. like bloopers, additional content from Dave and Brady. If you love hearing more about his stats, Brady's going to be talking more about that. Dave, he's going to be up on that soapbox, letting you know what he thinks about each and everything. If you want to get all that content, subscribe to our Patreon. Every single little dollar will help us build our podcast, expand our network, give you bigger and better shows. As always, you can send us an email at windycitywingers.info at gmail.com, providing us with any feedback or ideas that you may have. Brady, if the people want to find you on social media, where should they be looking? I am at stat underscore bro on Twitter. And then my Instagram is at bradthebard13. And I've got some music stuff coming out, which will be coming on to that Instagram as well. So... Keep your eyes peeled. Dave, if the people want to track you down, where can they find you? Find me on both Twitter and Instagram at WCWDave. Excellent. Love it. Thank you to our lovely listeners. As always, we will touch base with you next week. Till then, stay classy, stay healthy, go fire, go Chelsea. No, go Red Stars, go Spurs. And then Liverpool. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. (laughs) 